now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Okay, so uh, we have a special guest to kick off the show today, and I don't think uh, he's being subtle in dropping the hint. But uh, Sav is from Airmart, and he's with us on Just Plane Radio because he specializes in uh, private pilots getting getting planes to train in, to fly, to have for their own. Is that right, Sav? Do I got it right? That is correct. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, no, no doubt. I mean, Dennis hooked uh, hooked you up because he knows uh, anything he can do to create an incentive for me to get a plane and get it back in the air is going to be uh, one more way to get me, you know, uh, flying. And, and that's his goal as a flight instructor, right, Dennis? Is it, it was absolutely just, great? It's totally I mean, planned, right? Yeah, it, it has been. And we've been saying all along, you know, we need to get you in the air. You keep wanting to buy a plane. You keep checking what Craig or Keith's uh, credit card limits are. Right. And, uh, you know, I figured that it can't hurt to talk to a broker about what what do we need to do? What's the process? Because it's been a few years since I bought the Mooney. So, you right. know, I'm sure things, markets have changed, prices have gone ballistic. I mean, it, we really got to look back. What are you trying to do here, Greg? I know you want the caravan on Amphibs to go to the Bahamas, but is that going to be a good primary trainer? If, you know, maybe we need to tone things back a little bit for a year or two and then trade up. Well, and let's find out. I think it, Sap might be able to help us. May, maybe so. Uh, that in the uh, credit limits Keith has on his credit card as well. So, Sav, despite the fact that I'm trying to use someone else's credit card, probably illegally, let's talk about the uh, financial options a pilot can uh, pursue uh, thanks to your, well, the people you work for there at uh, airmart.com. Is that right? Airmart.com. I got it. That's You where the, got it. Absolutely. Okay. And. Happy to jump in here. Nothing like a, a pushy salesperson to, to <laughs> tip you right over the edge. Are you, you're talking about Dennis, I assume, not yourself. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, so, yeah, what do you guys do exactly then? So, Airmart is a second-generation family-owned company. We've been in business for 52 years now, um, dealing in both new and used aircraft, but primarily used aircraft. And we are headquartered in Lexington, Kentucky, which puts us smack dab in the middle of two-thirds of the U.S. population. So. Mm-hmm. We, we love Kentucky, and it's uh, it's a good placement to, to reach a lot of the clients that we work with. Sounds good. So what does a pilot come to you when they have a uh, plane they want to sell? Uh, so you take buyers and sellers and, and match them up, or what are you doing exactly? That is one function that we operate in. Um, beyond that, we're also an inventory dealer. So about half of what we sell is inventory that we own. Um, and that gives us a, a unique advantage because when we run it through our process, we take care of a lot, you know, yeah. brakes and brake discs and tires and miscellaneous stuff that uh, that you might get caught with uh, during an acquisition. And, okay. and ideally, when you're dealing with used aircraft, especially if they're 40 or 50 years old, things are going to break. But if we can mitigate as much of that on the front side, that's that's what we try to do. So that's that's one function that we operate in. And, uh, and then, of course, the other is the brokerage side where people will engage us to sell their airplanes or find them airplanes. 
I got it. So it sounds like, you know, so if you're looking for an airplane, you, you go to airmart.com. Uh, they might have some listings there on the website, or you call them up and, and you tell them what you're looking for, and then you say, okay, we have this in inventory. This, uh, we own this one, so it comes with some kind of like, I don't know, Airmart, is it a warranty, or just it's been given the once-over, so you're not going to have any surprises when you're trying to do the financing on the aircraft, kind of like a home inspection kind of deal, you think? Yeah, so uh, I, I should give the disclaimer, we can't warrant an aircraft. Right. Um, still a used piece of equipment but we do everything that we can and we've got very skilled mechanics in our maintenance shop um that help make the process as smooth as possible that's that's what we're here to do gotcha so uh are you out there in the field looking for aircraft that you think would uh, uh you know be good uh, sales items to provide uh, your customer so so you, you heard what dennis said i'm looking for uh grand caravan on floats maybe a kodiak something uh you have any of those that you want to sell dirt cheap or what, what do you got <laughs> sure well <laughs> of course uh, when when assigning the right airplane to the right uh future owner we need to take a lot into consideration so uh, greg i've heard through the grapevine that you're a perpetual student pilot yeah um and so as exciting and fun as an amphib caravan would be to hop over to the bahamas that might not be the place we need to start Okay. So I ultimately I want to hear what the mission is, and and then that can help steer the ship as to what would be a good fit for a first airplane because it's a daunting task. Well, and there's no doubt about that. Uh, okay, yeah. so uh, you know uh, Dennis has a Mooney two hundred one, and I love that Absolutely. aircraft. Super efficient. Uh, you know, it, it goes quite uh, fast and does the job Dennis wants, but. But the problem for me is that I know when I get my aircraft, I'm going to need something that can haul a little bit more, have a little bit more space, because I'm, I'm going to want to take a couple friends of mine diving. And that may or may not be Dennis. Uh, and, and despite that, I know Dennis would like a little bit more space anyway. So I, I want to compliment his Mooney 201 with something a little bit bigger, maybe, uh, I don't know, a Cirrus 206 has popped up or a Saratoga or something like that. You think that's too much aircraft, Dennis? What do you think? Well, it's a Cessna 206 would be oh, probably yeah. a, a perfect fit. Yeah. Uh, or the Cherokee 6 because they've got the, they're the family van truckster of aviation. Right. Um, and they're relatively inexpensive to insure because they're fixed gear. Okay. Well, what about those, Sav? You think those are good uh, options to be looking I, at? Or what do you think? I agree with exactly what Dennis said. Yeah. And uh, he brought up a very good point. Insurance is an important consideration. Um, you might be able to get insurance, but they could tell you that you're going to have a large number of hours that you're spending with your favorite CS, CFI, uh, Captain Hi. Dennis. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or they they might restrict you on carrying your, your scuba buddies uh, until you have a certain number of hours in that airplane. So you're so, assuming they know who I am is what you're trying to say, <laughs> which right. could create uh, issues. So I got to kind of take those into account. That may be problematic. So yeah. I, I like... For my clients, if they can, to go into the situation eyes wide open, so there's no surprises. The last mm -hmm. thing I want, uh, Greg, is is for the perfect amphib caravan uh, that you've just fallen head over heels for to be available, and then you find out, ooh, my insurance premium is is more than my you know monthly payment on the on the credit cards. That yeah, we don't buy. want that. We do not want that. Okay, so uh, if I scale back just a little, find something you know like a Cherokee or or you know a two hundred six or something like that. Uh, the next best or next, next thing we've got to figure out is how to make it as cheap as possible. And that's where you come in. 
or what do you think? <laughs> well, uh, sure. I uh, our our business model is to price aircraft where they sell, and that's how we move the volume that we do. Yeah. Uh, you know, we could present you a very nice Cherokee at retail plus twenty percent, and then work our way down to retail, or we could just move you into it at market value. Um, and so that that comes with the the amount of aircraft that we move, and and staying really in tune to the market trends and and what things are transacting at right well so let's just take a cherokee uh as an example what are, what are those uh ranging right now do you know off the top of your head i mean you do such uh, volume you may have that in your back pocket do you Ab- absolutely well and it's it's kind of a loaded question because as the fleet ages you, you know a lot of these aircraft piper cessna have produced are hanging around a lot longer than anyone expected and so now we're seeing examples out there with all modern glass avionics and new paint and interior and low time engines. And so it's a pretty broad range what you can get a Cherokee for. It could be an $80,000 acquisition. It could be a $220,000 acquisition. All right. Well, let's say it's a hundred grand and I throw in a just plain radio hat and t-shirt. Sav, does that get me anything or is that, will that mean I get charged more? I think that would move you into a nice good bones, primary trainer. And I should mention to you, Greg, I'm a big advocate of that stepping stone approach. You buy the airplane that fits your current skill set, and then you migrate into, as your skill set grows and experience grows, you migrate into the uh, the bigger, faster, better airplane that maybe better suits the mission. Okay. I, I'm liking the sound of this. Uh, Airmart.com. I'm going to check out their uh, fleet of aircraft they have for sale, and maybe we can make this happen. Uh, of course, I'm going to have to check with uh, Captain Keith. And, uh, you know, find out where those uh, credit card limits are. But that's a whole nother issue. We'll deal with that later. Sav, thanks for being on Just Plain Radio. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it, guys. And we got more coming up. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. 
a state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I need your weights, by the way. What do you mean? For the plane. It's I'm a safety issue. I'm not giving you the weight. This is a regulation. This is a... Ask Jeff if he'll give you his weight. You're not going to give me your weight? She doesn't even know how much I weigh. No. You know who else doesn't know how much I weigh? My doctor. My weight. My business. No one knows. It's very personal. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be dead in the Sea of Cortez than have you know what I want. We got two hearts on fire. Breathe in higher and higher. Ashes and embers to full on flame. Girl, I bet you can see it from an this is Just Plane Radio, Gregor Co-Pilot, that's me along, Captain Dennis. Yeah, I need one of those. I need an airplane to finish off my uh, flight training, and uh, we're going to work on it. Might be Air Mark, might be a friend of Dennis's, might be our next guest, Brian, from Just Plane Silly. Uh, you know, I mean, it kind of uh, it kind of has a ring to it, doesn't it, Dennis? Maybe it does, and, and Brian's worked with us before. Remember, he took the the videos of the Mooney and made those advertisements uh, back in what twenty twenty, right? Yeah, seems so long ago. It's been a long time, but the statute of limitations has expired, and you are welcomed back, uh, Brian. Welcome. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Yes. So you have, uh, I mean, you you did that thing with Dennis and his Mooney back in the day, but what you're mm-hmm. flying a what right now? What do you have? Uh, now I'm flying a Comanche 250. Okay. And uh, Dennis was saying during the commercial break, he goes, you know, it's it's identical to my Mooney. And, uh, or maybe it has a little bit more juice, uh, which, you yeah. know, explains the 250, I assume. Yeah, it's a little bit faster and uh, it, it's bigger on the inside. It's I, I understand it's the same wing. Uh, if, if I understand correctly, I was told when Piper was building the Comanche, they had, uh, I guess, Al Mooney consulted to uh, to build a wing for the plane so really um, okay very, well how uh, much I, bigger because that's the problem i'm having a, a little bit with dennis's plane i love it it's super efficient but it's a little small to get you know the extra dive gear with maybe like two or three people can you do that well, in yours or what do you think oh, oh for sure but this is where dennis as a mooney pilot supposed to chime in and say al mooney was six foot five isn't that you guys is yeah. when people say the mooney's cramped <laughs> well my kid's six foot three and uh, fits in there quite comfortably so you know <laughs> I I really don't see a difference. I mean, I fly routinely in a, a Cherokee 180 with a student, and we're elbow to elbow in that too. So it's about the same cabin as a 172. They're all about the same. Hmm. You know, it's just you sit differently in the Mooney. You sit on your feet are out in front of you like a sports car, and you're not right. like yeah. a, sitting at the kitchen table in a Skyhawk or a Cherokee. Okay. Yeah. But uh, do you so, agree with that, Brian, or do you think he's full of crap and yours is way I think, better? Yeah. I've flown in both, and I want to. I want to. Uh, we uh, think um, agree to disagree. <laughs> okay. See, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, I love Dennis to death, but I mean, it is a little bit of a cramped uh, aircraft, and it does have that sporty kind of seat to it. 
you know, I do, you know, kind of uh, compare it to like, you know, driving in a Porsche or something like a sports car. And you kind of feel, you know, like, like you're you're in those type of seats and stuff. And I'd like a little bit more space here's, you know, to move around. Yeah. Obviously, I haven't measured both airplanes, but I know the Mooney is tapered at the top and the yeah. Comanche is very square. Ah. So it doesn't it doesn't lean in on you. So maybe it gives you the perception of of a larger aircraft because a lot of the pipers they they're rounded on top and if you look at the comanche it's pretty boxy so it's the same width at your feet as it is at your head okay so it may not have the slick look on the outside but might uh, feel a little bit more roomy on the inside just because of that yeah but just just because i want to argue with dennis i'm going to say i still think it's bigger yeah okay and uh size <laughs> and matters, i'm going to agree to disagree that's what they <laughs> that's what she told me uh anyway uh, so, uh, I mean, you've been flying a, a lot we saw you at air venture and I guess mm-hmm. the event was good for you. Was it Brian or it what, was, what'd you, it was, it, what'd you it do? Was fantastic. Yeah. I did, I did everything I could. It's, it's the longest one I've done every year. I like add a day to the front. This, this year I added a day to the front, a day to the back. Yeah. Uh, it was good. The only, uh, the only downside is the, the heat this year was, uh, like, yeah, more than I've ever remember in the past anyway. Like, especially that, that last Thursday was brutal, but yeah, um, it was, it was a, yeah, I'm already ready to go back. Well, there you <laughs> go. Ready to go back. Yeah, I mean, did you have a mission when you went out to Air Venture, or were you just going out as a uh, attendee and just hanging out and you know shaking hands, kissing babies, that kind of thing? Or what do you think? Um, so I front loaded it with all the things that I was uh, contractually obligated to do. Right. And then then um, uh, Wednesday, I had my best childhood friend and my wife came down, and so at, at from when well, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I was just kind of. Uh, watching air shows and, and enjoying taking it in. We went to the museum, which I've never been to before, and now I recommend the heck out of it. That museum is just awesome. So it, it was it was cool to do that. And and again, last year when my wife went for two days, it was her first time, and I didn't know what she was going to think. And when we landed, she's like, "Okay, so uh, so we're going back next year, right?" And I was like, "Okay." And she said the same thing this year. So I, I feel like I've kind of won the lottery in that sense. There you go. I mean, did it take uh, like uh, cheese curd uh, tacos or anything like that to entice her, or <laughs> a couple of beers at SOS? I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did you see those cheese curd tacos? That was a big hit at Air Venture this year. Did you I see saw those? the sign? I didn't. I didn't have one. Oh, we we. Uh, oh, you missed out, Brian. We ate them and oh, survived. No. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> cheese curd tacos and spotted cow. I think that's the new uh, gold standard for Air Venture. Yeah, that's going to be hard to top for next year for sure. So, uh, so what have you been up to lately? I mean, obviously you're pushing out videos on your YouTube channel, just plain silly, I assume, right? Oh yeah. Doing videos and it's, uh, it's, uh, so I'm, I'm very mission driven now. And so I, you know, people have been uh, <laughs> complaining on my channel. It hasn't been funny lately. So I've been, uh, last week I took two check rides. <laughs> I took, uh, my commercial and my multi. So for the last probably two months, I've been working really, really hard on, on getting these two ratings. And so I've been vlogging the process. So, yeah. um, I'm actually going up to the airport where we got the multi last week. I'm going to interview them today, but so, this Sunday, I think I'm going to put my first like funny video out in a while. And so I'm going to try to get back, ease back into the the satire stuff. Cause I took a departure from it just to get these, these ratings. I didn't have time to do the training and, and edit no, wait, wait, wait. right. Let me get this straight. So you're doing these, uh, new ratings and you, mm-hmm. the instructors you're working with don't like you being silly when, you, when you're <laughs> turns doing out, that. Turns out they don't. Okay. Well, yeah. and I'm surprised that the FISDO is even letting you take the test. You know, your punch card's getting up there, aren't you? Hmm. <laughs> I haven't heard from them in a while. I need to get a little whiteboard that says like 300 days since <laughs> since, since I've been last FISDO. turned in. Yeah. Yes. 
Okay. The new new punch card. But, but uh, uh, any surprises on those uh, getting those new ratings, or was it pretty easy? Or is, as far uh, as you know, from your perspective, it's, it's one of those things where everyone's like, "Oh, the commercials they give me, the multis they give me." Maybe not for me. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe everyone's smarter than me. I, I found them both to be uh, the check rides huh? quite challenging. Yeah. Um, the com- the commercial I found to be incredibly fun. Like you're back to just flying these maneuvers, and I understand there's a precision. You know, the whole point of it is is the precision, but it's like you're going up and kind of doing wingovers and stuff. You know, I mean, it's like you know these these uh, lazy eights and, and these eights on pylons and stuff. You're back to like driving a sports car again for me anyway and it just yeah. like i'm like man this is just fun like i i i like to go out now and just go do those maneuvers just just for the heck of it because it's like it's like okay now i'm playing again i'm having fun again so I, right I really, but really but, but but doesn't the examiner go okay funny boy let's see if you can do this i mean does are you get any of that kind of attitude um no well the examiner knew who i was <laughs> the, the examiner picked me okay <laughs> so, all right so he knew what he was getting himself into i guess that's and, that's fair enough and, and, and he was a pretty funny guy, too, so he was uh, also adding some humor. All right, sounds good. More with uh, Brian from Just Plain Silly next on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. They might tell you you're on a non-stop flight. Well, I don't think I care for that. No, I insist that my flight stop. Preferably at an airport. It's those sudden unscheduled cornfield and housing development stops that seem to interrupt the flow of my day. So fly with me. Yeah, fly with me. 30,000 in the skies where you trying to be. I can take you to a place that is so exclusive. It's a view that only me, you, and the pilot see. As the this is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. And our special guest right now is uh, Brian from Just Plane Silly. It was a match made in heaven, or at least in the sky, for Just Plane Radio, for sure. Uh, so, uh, Brian, you, you got your commercial rating, though. You were just mm-hmm. telling us that. So uh, Dennis was uh, asking during the commercial break, was, uh, is, so is this a new career move for you? You know, he's thinking about that at some point, maybe, for himself. But uh, could you see yourself being a commercial uh, a captain for an airline, uh, you know, after you've retired? Yeah, well, you could probably do 
the YouTube stuff uh, and that at the same time. Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I hope to find out. So, yeah, oh, okay. I, would, you know, cool. I, always, I always joke that I'm, I'm uh, halfway through my midlife crisis, yeah. and uh, I would like to, uh, at the end of this year, retire from IT and go fly professionally. I don't know what that looks like. Right. Um, I'm, I'm at an age where the window is closing, so if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go, I need to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they keep extending so, it for the commercial pilots because they need so many of them. So maybe they're, they're doing it for me. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, Dennis. So I mean, Dennis uh, suggested, "Hey, you ought to apply at Southwest because you already got that kind of, you know, the the chatter down that they do on the, uh, you know, for the announcements." That's <laughs> the only reason I want to do it is just so I can make announcements. Right. Make the silly announcements. <laughs> uh, I'm your captain, and you know, don't don't call me Clarence yeah. or whatever. I don't There's know. 50 ways to leave your lover, but only six ways to leave this aircraft. Okay. The two overwing exits. <laughs> Right. Dennis has heard one or two of those, and I have two. Uh, the best one I've heard is when we're landing, and the guy comes on the microphone. And he acts like he's whoa, horsey, <laughs> and he, you know, and he like slows down the the horse thing. I was hey, sunny. We laughing. didn't land. We were shot down. Yeah. Mm, okay. Didn't hear that one. But, but no, anyway, that's usually from the passengers directed at the co-pilot. Right. So, uh, but but was that the purpose of doing the commercial uh, rating, or are you just kind of doing it to further your uh, education you know, along in your uh, it, it, it really life? was like you know when I started down this path originally, I was just going to be a hobby pilot, mm-hmm. and that's all you know, BFR, and just kind of flying for fun. Um, and then the, the company I'm working for was having some issues. And, um, while I worked here, my, my IT skills have atrophied a little bit. And so I started going, well, I need to go get those up to date and start taking some courses. I started taking some, some tech courses and I was like, this isn't fun. I don't like this anymore. This is boring. I go, if I'm going to spend money and time training, I want to go learn to fly. And so I did, I went and knocked out the, the commercial and the, the, uh, the multi. And now I'm, you know, I've been flying for 10 years, so I'm only 300 hours away from ATP minimums. So it's like, maybe this is a time. So yeah. that's, that's, that's my plan as I sit here now is to try to transition out of tech and into flying professionally. Well, gotcha. Now, if you haven't checked out uh, Brian, uh, please do it just plain silly. But the videos that you do on your YouTube channel, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, how, how do they pop into your head? Like, oh, I'm going to do a, a silly walk around and just make this a little bit more entertaining type of video. What, how does this come to be? Is this uh, like you, you having dreams and like, oh, I ought to do this wacky idea. What do you, how, how do you come up with this stuff? It's different stuff. A lot of times I just, you know, I'll, I'll be going through training or going through flight or talking to other pilots and something will just seem absurd to me yeah. and I'll just, just latch onto it and be like, well, I need to make a video about that. So mm-hmm. we just, you know, things present themselves and, uh, I think I, you know, not even just in aviation, I have a, a pretty good habit of just picking out the absurdities in, in human behavior. And there's, there's a lot of that, especially in aviation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so just throughout, you know, going through it, you know, I'll be like, I can't even think I wrote something down yesterday and emailed it to myself. I forgot what it was, but I was, I was having a beer with a friend last night and we were having a conversation. He said something and I go, Oh, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I said, I'm going to make a video about that. Right. So it just, they just and I just text myself these little seeds, and then I go back like a month later and see if I still think they're they have any you know value. If I still think they're funny, then you kind of water them and start writing and build it out into a sort of a script for a video. So I don't I don't have a a formula. It's usually just something pops up, and I'm like, oh okay, this is ridiculous. I have to do it. Yes, yeah. Brian's kind of like the Jerry Seinfeld of uh, aviation, maybe. You know, he's observational humor. You know, find something that just looks goofy and then uh, creates it into a fun little video, uh, you know, a bit for his YouTube channel. It's taken off. It's done quite well for you, too, right? You've been yes, I, I just remember with that. 
I just remember last last night my friend was asking me about the multi training and I was talking about feathering the right engine and he goes, did you have to go back out there and hand prop it to get it restarted? And I was like, nope, but that's gonna that's gonna show up in a video now. Of course it does. <laughs> yes. So what are you working on right now? Can you give us a little teaser or what are the latest videos that you have posted? You figure. Um, let's see. The most re- well, the most recent ones are commercial related. Okay. Uh, I had an Oshkosh one, sort of an overview there. Right. And then I'm working on right now for Sunday. I'm working on one that's like advice for passing your check ride, and it's a lot of creative ways to slip the examiner a lot of cash. Ah. <laughs> um, okay, tips to make the examiner one. feel more comfortable and less nervous. Just. Um, Slipping uh, Mickey? Kinda, no, no, don't do that. that wouldn't, yeah, no, no, whatever you have to do. But uh, just it, it's basically taking all of the aspects of a student on a check ride and putting them on the examiner, like letting the examiner know that you're here to have him pass you. You don't want him to fail you today. Right. All the things the examiner says to the student, but, re- but reversing and flipping it. So that's the, kind of the premise. I'm, I'm writing it now. Ways to brown nose your examiner. That would be the yeah. headline. <laughs> Feel free to take that if you like. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Dennis? Well, um, I was just going to say, I mean, one of the other videos that uh, Brian had done before he started his video log series uh, was uh, another pre-flight series. Uh, you were pre-flighting a Learjet, I believe it was, um, but it was actually <laughs> assessed the citation. Mm. But, you know, you just take the absurdities of everyday life, you know, the, the rubber uh, anti-ice, it's just the bumpers and things like that. You know, yeah. you kind of spin it and make it a lot of fun. And it was really funny for me because my son's actually type certified now in the Learjet. And so here you are pre-flighting a, a Cessna <laughs> citation, you know, I, I couldn't help but share that. And your videos have literally become memes within the aviation community. I mean, how many serious pilots come up to you with two bottles of water now? Mm. It's, it, it's happened. <laughs> because that's a requirement for their airplanes to be airworthy, according to you. You got to have the red carpet and two bottles of water before right. you can fly to Cirrus. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not safe, man. Don't yeah, go. Exactly. Yeah, you got to look the part. You got to play the part and uh, to be the part, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. That, that, that's good stuff. So what's, uh, you know, what's on the docket next? Are you flying? You got any other plans to, you know, hit another air show or a fly-in or anything? Or are you just focusing on these new ratings and, and getting some more flight time under your belt? It's it's the the flight time. I this is it's kind of an inside joke between me and a friend. We always joke that we're never going to go to Sun and Fun. We always go to Oshkosh, yeah. And we're like, you know what, Sun and Fun's small. We don't really want to go. And so this. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold last, hold the phone hold there. On. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a misnomer. That's our backyard now. Yeah, just, I think yeah. Oh, you know, okay, the moon, okay, Air Venture, the same size. Yeah, no, Air Venture <laughs> is massive. Sun and Fun is huge. So, because and both are going to make your feet hurt like crazy uh, after a day of uh, perusing the ground. So, okay, uh, feel free to continue, Brian. I just wanted to clarify that. Right, right. No, it's it, it's amazing. And so, so, but we we always talked about we go to Oshkosh every year. And it's like, do you want to go to Sunnyside? I'm like, oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, last year I was like, I'm I'm just going. He goes, Well, if you're going, I'm going. And so we went, and we we had a good time. But I think you, it's not like Air Venture where you're going to spend seven days out there. For me, it was you, you can cover it pretty, pretty quick. And so. Um, he's like, um, he's like, well, I don't, I don't think we need to come here every year. And I was like, yeah, we could skip next year. And so I keep texting him being like, you know, it's only so many days away. So I think we're going to keep going, but I think every year we're going to keep talking about not going. So it's just become this dumb inside joke. So I do think, I do think sun and fun is probably next on my list. Um, and I'm looking for more, like, I don't, you know, I don't know what else is out there. Um, as far as 
you know, aviation events. Cause I have so much fun at them. Um, the, you know, there's the big two and then there's some random air shows, but so I don't know if there's a website where they list all of the, you know, like a calendar of aviation events or something like that. Cause I would, I would love to find more. Well, uh, well sun and fun. There's taco Tuesday. Uh, there, you know, we can, we can, we can, uh, we come up with a pretty big uh, list quickly. I think, can't we Dennis? I'm sure we could. I mean, hell it's only about a week away and, uh, the Reno air races are going on. Oh, so there you go. Gotta hurry up there. That's the last chance to go to Reno. Yeah. All you got to do is throw it out there, and next thing, the list will start growing and growing and growing as soon as the uh, aviators get their hands on your uh, idea. (laughs) So feel free to reach out to Brian there, just plain silly, through his YouTube channel. Brian, thanks, buddy. Good stuff. Thank you for having me. And we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Are you nervous? Uh, never flown before. Nothing to it. Just sit back, be a bird, and drink up. Sometimes I cry, sometimes I fly like a bird. This is Just Plane Radio, Greg, your co-pilot, Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. Okay, so a couple little uh, nuggets we want to share with our passengers before we wrap it up today. This is another great headline story. Uh, worrying incidents of cockpit microsleeps have been reported in new report uh, in the EU about pilot fatigue and risk management. Okay, I, first of all, that in a cockpit micro sleep, is that a uh, new woke term for nap? What is that, Dennis? I, I believe you are correct, but you know, isn't that the argument about why we need a pilot and a co-pilot? Because the co-pilot's there to wake up the captain. Okay, this I is guess. not new. I, and and why is it worrying? I mean, uh, I, if there's two of them, I, if they take a nap, one takes a nap when they're cruising. I don't know that I got a problem with that as long as there's pilot in command. You know, let them nap for 15 minutes, uh, with the exception of if they get to take these little micro sleeps, then they should be able to expand their time frame out, too. Because, you know, we have that old rule, like, what, they can't work more than eight hours hours or or, some ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, some goofy rule the FAA has up there. But this is the EU, so they probably don't have that rule. They allow them to sleep on the job. I love the the picture, too. They got a... A picture of a pilot just kicking back. He has his chair reclined in the cockpit and his uh, captain's hat over his eyes. And I and I bet you that is happening more often than not. You know, and, and you know, once again, if there's two pilots, I mean, uh, why not? Let them let take a little power nap for 20 minutes. Then, yeah, then he'll be well rested for that uh, landing, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm sure it happens quite a bit, but it is interesting. They, they call them. Uh, cockpit micro sleeps. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, I'm uh, sure there's many euphemisms. Oh, I'm going to inspect my eyelids for pinholes. And, right. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I got a quick uh, micro sleep right in before we did the show today. So it just well, makes it that much uh, more alert. That tracks. That's that's pretty on, on par for you. Well, most people uh, listen know. to the show and have a micro sleep. Yeah, but I've been on the dive boat with you, and you have to sit out the afternoon dive because you need to take a nap after your lunch. Yeah. So, yeah, that it's, it's, it sounds about par for the course. Well, it's not a nap. It's a micro-sleep. 
Yeah, uh, okay. just so we're clear and politically uh, correct or incorrect, depending on your perspective. All right, so, that's, so everybody thought that the commercial breaks were for us to generate revenue, but really they're for Greg to take micro sleep in between segments. There you go. Yeah, you want me to be, uh, you know, on top of my game every time we have the microphone open. So there you go. But uh, microphone, you know, the, micro sleep. The pilots. Maybe there's a connection. Well, okay. The pilots need, uh, you know, everything they can use to perform at top notch too. And if if they think they need micro sleeps, okay, fine. I mean, they're saying it's worrying, and maybe it is. You know, uh, hopefully they're not doing doing the micro sleeps during landing or takeoff. But other than that, I, they could probably work it out uh, between the two of them. Uh, but here's another story. And this one does kind of get you because like, okay, look, if they're taking naps on the job, uh, American Airlines is part of the new agreement with their pilots has said that uh, they're going to start upgrading the pilots when they're, uh, you know, giving away their free seats to get to one uh, plane to another or, you know, their jump seat thing or whatever. They're, they're going to get dibs over upgrades before the customers do. So that means like uh, Captain Dennis and myself who might have status with American and we're always on the standby list to go from, you know, economy up to up to business or business up to first class. Uh, the pilots are going to get uh, priority over over us. And normally they, you know, they just throw them in the plane wherever they can fit them. They're the last ones to get on the plane. But if, according to what the new agreement that American Airlines did with their pilot association. That's the deal? The pilots get uh, priority? Really? Yeah, apparently. Because uh, it used to be they would you know, take the jump seat or an open seat in economy, which usually was a middle row in the back that you know they couldn't sell. Well, and of but course, they they, say, it's very hard to have a micro-sleep in one of those seats. <laughs> yeah, especially oh, if somebody's boy. got the seat in front of you reclined back. But let's well, not go there. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a little crazy. I'm guessing that uh, they don't want this uh, promoted very heavily. <laughs> well, they, it isn't just it isn't for commuting captains, you know, like the ones that are, you know, live away from their base and right. have to get, you know, have to fly in. But this is for deadheading pilots. So you fly into New York, but they need to reposition you to take your next flight out of Chicago. They would be putting you on a one of their flights between the two. Yeah. And, you know, it's a deadhead leg. Right. So. I mean, it's look, only deadheading, and so I guess if you're if the company's paying for you to go, they want to put you in the better seat instead of just you know cramming you in the tube and making you suffer for you know three well, hours to get you to the next plane. I agree. I mean, if I was a pilot, I would surely want that upgrade. But you know, if I'm your customer and I'm on those lists or I have priority because I have status because I've flown so much with you, I don't know that I necessarily want the pilot taking status over me. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. But I'm thinking that is not an ideal situation. I don't know. Do we know if any of the air, other airlines are doing that? Are they following suit? Or are they this this a new thing for American? And it may uh, be replicated on Delta and United. We don't know, do we? Uh, we don't know yet. I mean, I think um, you know, Delta set the, the standard with their new contract. And I think American got their contract after. So it may have been something that they added in. And so... It may take a while to come back around, but I yeah. guarantee if one airline's got it, the others are going to wind up matching it eventually. Yeah, that's that's what I'm concerned about. And a matter of fact, it even says in this report that the optics of such an agreement is unfavorable to the airlines <laughs> that are facilitating the pilots. Uh, so we will see 
how this goes. But, you know, to well-heeled uh, travelers like you and myself that spend crap loads of money to get that status and then don't get it, that will kind of, that'll be, that, that kind of blows. I'm not a big fan of that, but I don't know. If I was, if I was the pilot, I, of course, who doesn't want to be upgraded? I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I can't even, uh, I can't even think of the last time that I got upgraded from business to first. It, that is becoming so hard. No, I, I can. I remember the last time. Oh wait, yeah. it was AirVenture. <laughs> oh right, the one, the <laughs> one that you got my seat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, uh, but Thank yeah. You. But, 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 you know, on a typical flight, I mean, the, the airlines and the airports are so full right now, it's, it's not very easy to get an upgrade unless you are like, I mean, there's like, you know, the flights I've been on lately, you know, it's like 25 people or more are on the standby list. Is that what you've been seeing too? At least that many. 25 and two pilots probably right. for that and matter. zero seats open. Yeah. And so, you know, I've pretty much given up on the, you know, chance of getting upgraded, especially from business to first. Now, going like if you're talking about Delta, uh, I find it pretty easy to get from, you know, Maine up to Economy Plus uh, because they have many more seats available, usually, and depending on the aircraft in Economy Plus. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, depending on where your status is, I mean, sometimes it's a a guaranteed upgrade to Comfort Plus that you can just choose that seat immediately during your check-in. Right. um, Right. It all depends on your status. I mean, there is something to be said for loyalty. Yeah. And and the fact of the matter is that, you know, uh, they've probably heard the show and and just kind of lumped me in in the low status category, (laughs) despite the... the thousands of dollars I end up spending on commercial flights. Once again, a reason to fly GA. You don't have to deal with any of the upgrade uh, nonsense or having people put uh, being put uh, above you and that kind of thing. So I, I, I got to get on this thing. I got to get this aircraft. I got to get uh, flying more so I can I can set my own standards. And every time I fly in my own aircraft, that's first class. Wouldn't you agree, Dennis? That's what I was going to say. Exactly yeah. the same thing. It's always a first class ticket when I'm flying in the Mooney. It's just, right. There's something about it. Yeah. Uh, do you always uh, pack two waters, by the way? You give yourself two waters and, and no, thank I yourself. No, Coke on board. Yeah. But do you thank yourself for having your own aircraft? Just Well, to kinda... I do do remind uh, everybody that, uh, you know, put the seat backs and tray tables in their upright position after yes. they cleared the land. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, there's uh, little goofy things you got to do to amuse yourself. Uh, I sometimes will even take a, a Biscoff cookie in the plane as well, an in-flight okay. snack. See, that's kind of that's bougie there, Dennis. But that's what you do when you own your own aircraft. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there is no better high than learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. (laughs) 
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 